Hello and welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and this podcast is brought to you by TheLegendaryChiropractor.com, an interactive and immersive virtual platform for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field wanting just a little bit more from this profession. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and if you do, be sure to share with a friend, leave us a rate, leave us a review, and also be sure to subscribe to get more. In today's episode, we're talking about planning your 2020 marketing calendar, collaboration with micro-influencers and community leaders, simplicity with systems, how to lay your head down at night and know you have a business with integrity and value. All here on the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast, I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and today's guest, Dr. Elise Rigney. There's a lot of moving parts here, people. There's a lot of moving parts. All right, we are officially live. Welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I am so stoked to be back with you. I'm so pumped for this season. Season four, we have so many incredible people on the schedule. And I'm not sure, Doc, if you went back in and looked at the Excel spreadsheet that I send you guys, but man, this season is stacked with tons and tons and tons of amazing docs. Means great content, great value, all for you chiropractic students out there and docs that watch this as well. So with that being said, we are sitting down tonight with Dr. Elise Rigney. She is a chiropractor who is absolutely crushing it in Fort Collins, Colorado, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Fort Collins, Colorado. And she is rocking and rolling and has been for for many, many years. And she's going to tell us all of the secrets and systems and procedures and and how to schedule and use social media. We're gonna go into so many freaking things. It's going to be amazing. So um, before we actually let Dr. Elise introduce herself and actually sit down and have a discussion with you guys, I wanna first of all, for the first time ever, thank our sponsors. So with that being said, let's get this ball rocking and rolling. To Inspire Women is the elite boutique coaching company for chiropractors who are looking to live life and run business in a way that is personal, unique, and authentic. They focus on business systems and money mindset mastery so you can pay down debt, be more profitable, and serve more people. Their goal is to empower you to achieve success by your own rules and your own definition. Head to toinspirewomen.com now because they know there's a better way. Cairo HD, superior, cloud-based practice management software. Cairo HD is a user-friendly, all-in-one EHR solution built with one mission, to help you run your practice like a boss. Learn more at CairoHD.com. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Call Derek and allow him to combine your wishes and his 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients at 704-622-4089 or head to totalclinicsolutions.com now. 
It's time that chiropractors look beyond spinal alignments and measure the nerve connections that keep our patients feeling strong and performing at their peak. CLA designed the Insight scanning technologies to transform exams and generate powerful reports that give practitioners the certainty they have been searching for. Learn how CLA has partnered with practices around the world by going to InsightCLA.com. Spinal hygiene products are designed to educate your patients on the importance of lifetime spinal care. To learn more about how spinal hygiene products work and to download the patient education material for free, visit SpinalHygiene.co. Again, that's SpinalHygiene.co. Easily share your passion for chiropractic and look good doing it with Above Down Apparel, offering a premium lineup of principled apparel that's impossibly soft, sustainably sourced, and chiropractic AF. Visit AboveDown.co and follow them on Instagram to learn more and score yourself some sweet chiro swag. SCED is the all-in-one system that allows for amazing control and flexibility of your scheduling. Yes, your next new hire. Every aspect of when and where you service your customers is at your command. SCED is tightly integrated with your existing EHR system. This software was made by a chiropractor specifically for chiropractic. No joke. Go check out their latest care plan feature by heading to go.sked.life slash legendarypod. Health Business Builders covers every aspect of building a health business both online and in a brick and mortar environment. Dr. Dan Sullivan and Dr. Dave Tuhill and their team will help you on a regular basis to develop an in-depth strategy, plan, and accountability to not only assemble a plan, but also make it happen. Head to healthbusinessbuilders.com so they can help you get the results you never thought were possible. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Rock on! Come on! Oh, that was awesome. All right, cool. Thank you to our sponsors. Now we are officially live on the Legendary Chiropractic Podcast. Dr. Elise, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about you, your chiropractic story, where you're from, and why chiropractic. Go ahead. Sure. Um, well, first of all, all those sponsors, I think I am a client to most of them. Derek <laughs> with Total Clinic Solutions, I have bought seven tables from, and he's incredible. Yeah, like all Omni tables. Um, and then obviously to Inspire, I work with Dr. Janice Hughes, and they're just incredible. A phenomenal team, as you know. <laughs> yep. Coaches. Um, but, and, and yeah, I won't even keep going because it's, you know, PLA everything. I could just keep going and call them. Um, but yeah, so I'm Dr. Lee Strigny. Um, I like that you say I've been doing this for years because I opened my practice when I was 25 years old and I like felt like a baby for so many years and I would wear like, I'd shop at Ann Taylor in the loft and try to like wear older lady clothes so that people wouldn't think I was like this little young doctor. So, you know, I thought they'd trust me more with these big old cardigans and stuff. Um, but anyways, I, uh, I was actually a CA before going to chiropractic school and I went to the university of Minnesota was a CA for a practice of three doctors. So there were three partners in the practice, principal practice, thankfully got a lot of experience with, um, different practice management groups with that clinic. 
Um, they did tell me to go to Northwestern, so I ended up going to Northwestern. Um, maybe not the best advice, but um, everything happens for a reason. And um, while I was in school at Northwestern, I did a lot of marketing with different practices. What's funny is like when I was a CA, I was practicing before like that was the days of like travel cards and like really old school practices before electronic health records and all the different systems we have now. Um, so I got to practice that way and then I got to open in a more digital world. Um, and at Northwestern, I did a lot of marketing, a lot of screening, um, for 15 different practices in the twin cities. Thankfully, like started the green books club at Northwestern, um, coming from a practice, you were a CA beforehand, right? Yes. Yes. So coming from a practice, a principled practice and getting into school, you think everyone's on fire for chiropractic and little, you know, you're like, gosh, some of these people have never been adjusted before. <laughs> Um, so it was a bit of an uphill battle, but, um, I really think a lot of my student experience, like, I think what you do is incredible, Johnny, and how involved you are in chiropractic at this point, because I think I can contribute the majority of my success to what I did as a student. And it's interesting because when I interviewed, um, quite a few doctors this summer, students coming out of school were told in their interviews that their experience as a student really didn't matter. And I couldn't disagree more because I think looking at how motivated someone is as a student, how many clubs they're getting involved in, um, how many different conferences they're going to, especially sometimes on their own dime, is um, tells you how much of a passion they have for chiropractic because it's kind of crazy for some of the stuff that we do. Um, anyways, opened up. I went down to Texas, interned down there, and then my husband and I moved up here to Fort Collins, Colorado, not knowing anyone. Um, he's not a chiropractor. But he started as my CA, and we opened up Impact Chiropractic in 2012. And just on like a shoestring budget, I um, fortunately, unfortunately, have never had help from family or friends or anything like that. So while I was in school, I wrote my business plan. It took me a couple of years, but once I took it to the bank, it was a really solid business plan. Mm -hmm. And um, we we're possible the first month in practice, and. I really think it's because I had to be. There was no <laughs> backup plan. You know, no one was going to bail me out at all. Um, and then grew my practice within six, seven months. I hired my first associate um, who was actually from my school. So he was, um, we graduated in the same class. And that was great. I was able to, I think two years later, have a baby, go on maternity leave. I've had another baby since. And that maternity leave was great. You know, I'm a really big really involved in different women chiropractor groups. And I'd say a lot of women work up until the day that they, you know, sometimes go into labor while they're adjusting patients and then come back a week or two later. And I'm just really grateful to have been able to build the team that I have so that our patients are taken care of and in phenomenal hands while I'm gone. And now we're just at this point where we're adding hopefully another doctor by the end of the year and then possibly another one in the following year. So um, I love chiropractic. I've been involved with lots of different groups. Um, I've been mentors in different practice management groups. And now, um, now I guess I'm just like, I, I like to say I'm like the happy medium of like, I don't take sides. I don't take bias in different groups in chiropractic. I think I have friends in every single type of practice management group or technique or friends of all types. Um, love Mile High because it's in my state of Colorado. <laughs> Um, and then I'm really involved in my community. I think once I took a step back from coaching and mentoring and leading zoom calls and being on the phone all the time, like that just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. 
and I was able to find some really solid groups and collaborations in the town that I live in and really dive into my team more too. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for introducing yourself, telling us a little bit background of who you are and where you come from. And um, I love hearing people's chiropractic, you know, their journey, right? That chiropractic journey that we all go on, you know, school and then some people take a gap year or years and go into different careers and then find chiropractic later on or go, you know, high school, undergrad, chiropractic school, you know, and then like you, you opened a practice at the age of 25, like that, that's pretty awesome. Um, so kudos to you. And, and, uh, just so everyone knows, um, Dr. Elise is extremely successful. And like she mentioned briefly that we'll talk about later in this episode is the fact that she is going to be looking for a new hire. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, and she's just hiring people left and right. And it's she's just blowing uh, Fort Collins up, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a couple, couple things I want to touch on because I like to recap on things that people say a little bit. So the U of M, I have a, I have a funny story about this and you'll like this. Okay. Um, I, it was like my dream school. Okay. So the U of M was like the place that I wanted to go. I'm from Chicago originally. And I was like, yes, I want big school. I want Midwest. U of M is it. And U of M meaning university of Minnesota, not Madison, Wisconsin. And so I was like, this is it. This is the place I got to be. I submitted my application super early, you know, applied to the kinesiology program and I heard nothing back. And I was like, this is weird. I haven't gotten denied and I haven't gotten accepted and I've heard absolutely nothing ever um, from these people. And so I call six months before school's about to start, six months before undergrad starts. And I'm like, um, you know, I haven't really heard from you guys. Can you tell me like what's going on with my application? And they're like, what's your name? And I told them my name and everything. And and they were like, oh, and then they're like, what is your social? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, what are you, what is your social? And I, so I gave it to them and they were like, oh, that's the problem. They messed up my social security number by one digit. Oh <laughs> I was never processed. I was never in their system. I never existed at the U of M ever. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I, in six months I was like, oh my gosh, I have to find a school. I have to figure out where I'm going. And I had to figure this out like now. Right. Um, so that was my funny story. When you said that, I was like, oh, I got to tell you this. Like, this is hilarious. Um, so yeah, wait, you ended up in Wisconsin. I did. I did end up in a Midwest school, university of Wisconsin, Eau Claire, which is a beautiful school. Great place. But yeah, it was like heart wrenching. I was like, yeah. I was like, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> um, but now back to the chiropractic talk. Chiropractic talk is what this podcast is all about. And um, so the the student experience, like you said, and I had uh, Dr. Stu Warner and Teresa Warner on uh, last season, at the end of the last season, and they talked about their student experience and how beneficial and critical it truly is to the advancement of your entire chiropractic prof- uh, career. Um, and so, like you said, it kind of gave you that the leaps and bounds ahead of your classmates coming right out of uh, right out of chiropractic school to open up your own practice. And like you said, not necessarily feel confident or comfortable, but at least be confident enough to say, I want to open my own practice. Boom. Here we go. Doors are open. Profitable first month. That's amazing. Um, and then the last thing was, is like, it's amazing what you don't know as a student. Um, but the more, like you said, the more you get involved in things, the more you go to uh, clubs, the more you go to conferences, the more you listen to podcasts, the more you engage with um, coaches and, and speaking to different people like yourself, 
that's how you enrich that student experience to really drive your success later on in life. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think you have, as a student, you have such a great opportunity to get into different groups that really low, sometimes no cost. Mm-hmm. Where once you're a doctor, it's like, flip the script, you're paying thousands of dollars for something you could have got for a fraction of the price as a student. Um, I do think like right now there's more groups that maybe prey on students more. And so I don't think I really had to be super cautious of that. Mm-hmm. I know there were like a couple groups when I was a student, I graduated in 2011, um, that, you know, would try to have you like open up centers for them and sign contracts and whatnot. And I, you know, had a lot of, a lot of, um, fellow students who did that and unfortunately haven't had the best side of things in regards to that. So I think probably there's like more walls that have to be up or like boundaries that have to be set or being more cautious of that now as a student, but at the same time, like taking advantage of anything that you can without permanently signing your name on a line where you're going to be committed for the rest of, you know, when you become a DC is, is incredibly important. And for me, I like, I'm, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm an achiever. And so once I got to grad school, I'm like, there's like nothing to do except study. Why wouldn't you go to all these other things? Like, why, why wouldn't you just like study on a plane to a conference or, you know, like, I just didn't understand why you wouldn't get better at adjusting and go to all the different technique clubs. And gosh, when you could take the ICPA as a student, I'm telling you, I could, I only got to take half of it as a student and then I had to fly everywhere else. Wow. Um, which in hindsight, I was able to take Webster at Jeannie Ohms and she had us over for dinner. We had a wow. little party. Like looking back at that, like gives me goosebumps. Yeah. But the students who can come out, like one of our docs in here, Dr. Laura, she came out already done with the ICPA and ready to see kids and families. That's awesome. Yeah, there are so many, so, so many opportunities for students and we just need to take advantage and, and really look at what's what's for us, right? What speaks to you? If you go to something and you don't like it, that's okay. It's right. not, no one's no one's telling you or forcing you to be there or stay there or be involved with this or that. Just take it for what it's worth and say, okay, they're providing value for other students or um, other people who are interested in this technique or club or organization. That's yeah. fine. Not for me move on. Right. Um, right. Making those connections is so important. Too, exactly. Because later on, you don't know when you're going to meet someone. Like I had <laughs> someone who was kind of more of like a medipractor um, that I graduated with, who's now a DAC bar and I can reach out to him. He has caught some things that I'm like, thank God I have you in my life. You yeah. know, yeah. We don't, he doesn't practice chiropractic per se, but it's like just the fact that I have him as like a relationship from school and didn't write him off because he was different than me right. is beneficial later on, you know, hundred percent connections. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes as they like to say. Um, so we're going to talk about the topics of tonight are planning 2020 marketing calendar, co- uh, collaborating micro influencers, community leaders, and then systems and the efficiency of systems and how can how they can be effective in your office and your practice someday. Um, so let's start with the 2020 marketing calendar because honestly right now I'm working on my 2020 marketing calendar and it's a struggle. So help me out with, with what to do practice wise as yeah. well as um, what can, you know, you don't necessarily have to touch, touch on that, but like what can students be doing now to start thinking about these ideas for their practice, right? So go ahead. Yeah. 
Totally. So I love that you're working on it now because you and nobody else is doing that. Um, I always start mine in October and last year I post on social media. I take like a big calendar, like the big desk one, and I will push pin it into the office at my home office and I'll have like a whole wall of calendar. And I posted a picture of that last year on social media and everyone's like, you're giving me anxiety. It's a phone. <laughs> How are you doing that? But so much of marketing, like you need to have planned out at least six weeks in advance. And you know, that's not going to happen around the holidays um, because you are preoccupied with all the other events that are happening at that time. So starting in October is ideal to me, November at the latest. And then once you get a team together, like you as the business owner or whoever your partners or whoever you're collaborating with other doctors in your practice, getting together and planning all of that out beforehand before you bring it to the team is really important too, because you can have vision weekends, but I think you personally need to have vision weekends beforehand. Um, and when I'm planning out my 2020 calendar, it's, it's a lot of personal stuff first. You know, I think there's a couple of things that need to be defined before anything. So number one, your personal goals. And dividing that into different areas, whether it's like faith, family, fitness. Um, I like to categorize. I actually am in a high-level mastermind group, and we each month go through and rate ourselves on um, where we're at on career, health, money, or financial, um, fun, and love. And so, like, family falls under love. You know, you categorize them however mm -hmm. you want. But um, defining your core values beforehand is really important too. Brene Brown has a great book where she gets you to break it down from like your list of 15 core values down to two. Um, Janice Hughes, Dr. Janice Hughes does some great work with this as well. And making sure before, like if you're putting something on that calendar, you have to ask yourself if it aligns with your core values. And those are, especially with the personal ways that you're spending your time, um, is this bettering me or is this maybe making me complacent or am I doing it because I feel like I have an obligation to someone else or to a group or we do it every year, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. um, so the core values. And then when you're in practice, um, really digging into and defining your ideal patient or your ideal practice. Number. I say patient, whatever. Um, but whatever you want to call them. Um, so defining your ideal patient and getting down to the nitty gritty, the details of what's their name, what's their spouse's name if they're married, what are their kids' names, how old are they, what do they drive? Where do they shop? Where do they go on the weekends? Like my ideal patient, I get down to, she has a glass of wine three nights a week before going after she puts the kids to bed. Um, and knowing exactly like where you can find them in town, um, what Instagram pages they might be following. So who those micro influencers we'll talk about in a while mm -hmm. uh, might be. So their interests, but really defining that so that you know that your marketing lines up with that. Um, and then looking at the calendar, looking ahead, you, um, what I do, I guess I'll just tell you is, um, in October, so next weekend, actually, I, um, I get a hotel room to myself at a nice hotel room service. I go all out. Um, it's kind of funny cause I have kids. And so like every year when I'm like nursing, my husband has to bring the baby to the hotel room. <laughs> I, yeah, he's still, he's, I keep a, I get a hotel room close to our house. So it's like kind of still home, but I'm able to really focus. The first year I did it, I had like a desk, the big Mac desktop. I literally still had the box from Apple and I brought that whole desktop to the hotel room. I bought, <laughs> like I got a suite. So I had an office and um, hung up my big calendar. And that's a time where I do vision work. 
And I just make sure my core values are still aligned. Um, look if there's anything I need to modify. I also keep a list in my phone all year round of ideas. Um, because I have my, my calendar planned out for a year, of course we can modify, um, especially seasonally or quarterly. We'll be modifying our events based on like how it worked last year or what maybe changed in our community or something else that might've changed in our clinic or our practice. Um, but I, the beginning of the year is the best time to make changes in your team meeting or your annual meeting that you have with your team. So whether it's with marketing or whether it's with, we're going to raise prices or we're going to start doing a progress exam at this visit instead of this visit or a prenatal doctor's report differently or switch from PowerPoint to Prezi or whatever it might be, any change that, or like I think of it as leveling up that we want to make, January 1st is the best time to make it. Um, policies that change, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So I always keep that going in my calendar. I also try to follow other businesses that are not within chiropractic, um, that are within my ideal patient's um, realm. So different bloggers, different um, even like Etsy stores, that sort of stuff. So I can see what they're doing. Um, I look at their collections because there's collections that change that we can bring into our marketing, you know, like a Father's Day collection, a Mother's Day collection, um, seasonal collections, that sort of stuff. Um, I'm really cautious also with holidays within our practice because we are um, accepting of all patients. Um, I don't talk about politics or religion or um, really anything that would make anyone feel unwelcomed here or felt like my bias was pressed upon them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm even cautious with vaccines unless um, people are asking me questions about it. I'm not pressing any issue because to me, them have, allowing us to lay our hands on them is the most important thing about anything else. Um, so I'm also cautious with that with holidays, that they're not too, um, like Jehovah Witnesses, they don't celebrate holidays, even their birthdays. So we make sure that we're not having like any auto text or anything like that sending out um, or that we're not going to like we'll do fall celebrations and festivals and decorations and that sort of stuff instead of Halloween decorations everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just being really mindful and intentional with the internal marketing and external that you're doing as well. Um, so when you're looking at that big calendar or small calendar, however you're aligning it, going through and like the easiest thing to do right away is mark like days that your clinic's going to be closed or like I guess as a student, like when you're going to be off of Cool. Mm -hmm. Those can be really intentional times for your family time, for fun, for travel, for if you have to like, I, I wrote my ICPA exam during one of that. That is hella hard. Have you heard that? Yes, I have heard it's very challenging. I feel like I deserve like a master's degree or something. <laughs> that was so hard. I passed it the first round, but I'm like, my God, it, I was at the coffee shop all the time. Yeah. Um, so like just planning out when you're going to have a break instead of it being like, Oh, I've got a four day weekend coming up. Maybe I'll just Netflix, you know, like something that's just kind of like mindless and not really getting you towards your goals. Mm -hmm. Knowing that break was coming up or would have thought about it. Honestly, if you're in advance, you could have intentionally planned some events there. Um, and then also like any important dates for you. So like if you know weddings are coming up, if you know you're going to be traveling to certain conferences, and this is a good time to reevaluate what chiropractic conferences or business conferences you went to the year before and decide like, you know, maybe what were the effects from that or 
how did it go? Or are they going to have be the same speakers again this year? Are they new speakers? Is it someone I've been wanting to see? You know, I've been really wanting to branch out and work on my social media content strategy. So I want to go to more of a social media based um, event, you know, whatever it might be looking at what your goals are. So you would have already defined your goals for that coming year and intentionally choose your conferences based off of that. Instead of like when I was a student, I'm just like, Oh, this conference is coming up. Let's buy plane tickets. You know? <laughs> I didn't even like pay attention to that sort of stuff. And honestly, like I didn't until I had kids. And now I'm super selective because I want to make sure my time away from my children is time that is going to either fuel me as a doctor or personally, um, just to get me towards my goals or to be a better person or a better chiropractor, or a better leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so intentionality with all of that. And then, um, going through and entering for any personal goals you have in there that would be time sensitive like if there's a half marathon you want to run and it's at a certain time you know you know knowing like okay it's going to be august 8th so that means i need to plan my training for 12 weeks out from there which is going to be may or whatever that would be and then get that documented and if you're not committed to that stuff yet that's okay use post-it notes and plug it in because you might need to rearrange and be like you know what summer's really busy i have a ton of marketing events going on I'm actually going to try to do the turkey trot or whatever it might be. Um, but again, like you're intentional in what you're doing and you're planning out that year um, in advance. So um, also taking your projections. So this is the time that you're going to do your projections for the following year. So I look at now I've been in practice seven years um, and I have all of my new patient numbers, all of my collection numbers, all of my um, patient visit numbers. From, I look at it monthly. Uh, we look at it, you know, all the time because we go through it every Monday meeting and that sort of stuff. But when I'm planning, I'm looking at it monthly. I'm calculating percentage of growth that we've had from each year or maybe, you know, not as much growth or we've never decreased, thank God. Um, but, you know, just like how what percentage we're growing and what months we're seeing. There's some months we have 100 new patients and then there's other months like February where we're significantly lower. And so those months that I know where those 100 patients, new patients are coming from, I don't, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do those same events. Or I'm going to do the same promotions or whatever we did because it worked. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we have those months that we've done seven years in a row. Um, so we know, we know it works. Some of them we've just doubled up um, how we do it too to bring our numbers to the next level. But then you can intentionally look at those months that are lower. So be it months with holidays or be it, winter, whatever it might be. For us, summer is super busy. The other chiropractors stay slow. Um, but we will put in more internal marketing or social media marketing or themes around these times too so that we know how we can meet those projections. So calculating what percentage of growth you're going to have the following year and figuring out, out what those new patient numbers are and how you're going to get there. So you really have to do a lot of reverse engineering and then you can start planting those marketing events in there. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. It's awesome. I absolutely love everything that you discussed. And I want to um, first, we're going to thank our uh, some more of our sponsors, but I want to break down. I took amazing notes. So I want to break down um, what you said for people, because I think it's so, so important that people start now for the future, especially for the full year, like you said. Um, So we're gonna get right into that after this short break. Every chiropractic clinic needs a compliance program. If you are not sure what that includes or why you need one, let Dr. Robin from RHDC Consulting help you build your chiropractic compliance. 
If you are ready to get started, head to robin-hail.mykajabi.com and let Dr. Robin guide you to the end result. Imaging Services' primary business is chiropractic solutions. With over 45 years in the industry of helping chiropractors, Michael Tokash offers free consultations on building your business. In the past year, Imaging Services has installed over 100 x-ray machines and digital x-ray systems in over 42 states across the United States. For more, head to theimagingservices.com. The 56-Day Chiropractic Boot Camp, building badass female chiropractors who are instinctively successful. Head to 56daychirobootcamp.com slash legendary for your free endless referrals cheat sheet now. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Rock on. Cool. All right. So with all of that being said, thank you to our sponsors. And I am going to break down uh, a little bit of what I took away from Dr. Elise's chat there about marketing in 2020 and planning out for the future here with a with calendar, no matter what size. I said calendar because I was going to say huge calendar, but um, whatever size you want. Um, I, I also prefer my my iPhone for iCal. I use iCal for everything. I'm like, hey, what's your email? Let me send you an iCal invite. It's like, that's how I... So once you get it on paper, then you go through and get everything digital, but then you like also it. need to have reminders pop up. So if you have an event coming, you need to have a reminder six weeks before that event that pops up so that you can delegate tasks out, you know, who's doing flyers, who's doing a social media ad, you know, getting all of that divided out so that, you know, it's actually getting promoted and the marketing for the marketing event is happening. Um, yes. And that is like digital is key for that. I don't think paper really works out too well for that. <laughs> for reminders, it just like jumps out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yes, I agree with you. I use reminders and my iCal for almost everything that I do in my life. Um, every single second of the day is pretty much planned out through that and with reminders and everything. Um, but it also helps you keep organized, right? I mean, like, um, it, I'm going to jump into what you were saying is because it's like, you're planning a full year here, right. right? You're planning 2020. This is not some like small leap into the future. This is like, okay, here is one through 12 months, right? And here's what we're doing each month. Here's what we're doing each week. And here's what we're doing each day. And then, like you said, you can add different like sticky notes and things because you're going to have to modify things. I want to make note that Dr. Elise mentioned to, if you're going to modify your marketing calendar, it's best to do it early on. If you're going to um, edit any policies or uh, systems or procedures or billing circumstances, that is best to do at the beginning of the year. Um, I thought that was a really, really critical point for docs out there listening and watching this um, either now or later to hear that information because I feel like a lot of people get to the like mid year and they're just scrambling to, to reschedule everything or, you know, they're like, Ooh, I felt like, you know, now is a good time to do a price bump. And it's like, Oh, you know, how are your patients going to respond to that? Right? Like they, they have to pay taxes too. They have to do all of these different things. They have to plan for their future. Um, and so it's like, you got to think, uh, like you said, be all inclusive. Um, not only, uh, politics, religion, and all of that stuff, but also just people's minds and like how they operate on a day-to-day -day basis because we're in the 21st century. We're all very busy 
all the time, right? It's it's an honor that people are willing and able to come into your office and have you adjust them. Right. Uh, so that's that's something to be grateful for. So Doc, any last remarks on the 2020 marketing calendar? So the only thing I would say is you can go through, like you can print out the different events that are, I don't know, like the day of, you know, like ADHD Awareness Month is October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, like all of that sort of stuff and plug it in and see if it's fitting for your practice and your style of practice. Um, because of our ideal practice member, what we like to do is like just last month, actually, if you go and check out our Instagram, so our handle is at Impact Chiropractic. Um, it was, yes, on October 11th, it was International Day of the Girl. So we honored, um, I want to say nine girls within our practice. We got them really cute gifts. They came in and they got showered a little bit by us. And then we have, um, they each got featured on social media. So their parents and their parents' friends and grandma and all of them are sharing that on Facebook mostly. Um, but then of course it's on Instagram too. And so also like looking at what's happening within um, society, you know, like when our NBA finals or March Madness or Super Bowl or um, even like Frozen 2 is coming out November 22nd. So we hired and Elsa came last year to our practice. It was like an amazing event. We had a, like a line of people before we opened the door. But Elsa's coming back to us the day that, I think it's the day Frozen opens. She's coming and she does a performance and we market that to the community. Mm -hmm. And so just looking at like what aligns and what's different than, you know, like today's day of the spine, right? Or like happy spine day or whatever. Um, which is cute, you know, but like, that's not something that everyone is following where like, if you have young kids, you know, when Frozen 2 comes out, like, you know, that date. Um, so things that are relevant and happening within your community or within society, I'd say follow along with that too. And really stay within your niche, your, your target market niche. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like one of our professors here at Life University, Dr. Drew Rubin, uh, he loves to say, get on their level, right? If, if a kid's talking to you about Paw Patrol, you better know the characters of Paw Patrol. Otherwise, you're, you're seen as this outside person who's unrelatable and just another you know person in this kiddo's life. You're not actually there with them and for them, right? Um, and that changes the whole dynamic of care, I would argue. Um, and that, that would get us on a way longer tangent than, than we're willing to, uh, go down right now. But I want to get into our, uh, our second topic, which we kind of talked about a little bit with marketing and, and Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And that's collaboration, micro influencers and community leaders. So talk to us a little bit about what you mean by all of those things. Cause I don't think a lot of people understand or have heard of, uh, micro influencers before, and they might think like, you know, an Instagram influencer or something like that, but just clear the air on that one for us and, and really explain that in, in depth for us. Okay. Do you know what a micro influencer is? I don't think I really do. Okay, cool. Um, well, that's <laughs> you know. And like, no one really needs to know about it unless you're trying to connect with micro influencers. So we've all seen like the influencers on Instagram, like Kim Kardashian, you know, she gets paid to right. sell skinny tea or whatever it might be. And she'll like, they, the big you know, big influencers will get a million dollars for doing a promo. And what um, experts are finding now is that micro influencers, influencers are where it's at because they have more of an engagement rate. I think it's like less than a thousand followers hasn't like, don't quote me on this. These are I'm making up Cairo numbers here now. No, it was like an 8% um, open rate, not open rate, 8% engagement rate. 
for those with less followers. And then from a thousand to 10,000 is like a four and a half percent engagement rate. But anyways, once you get over a hundred thousand, it's like less than 1% actual engagement rate. So, um, micro influencers are technically defined as influencers. I'm talking more Instagram with this. Um, but with followers between a thousand and a hundred thousand, so that's a big, a big gap there. What we've found is best for us are those with followers between 5,000 and 30,000. Um, so I kind of fell into this because I am, like I said, when I left mentoring within chiropractic, I got really involved in my community and I got involved in this high level mastermind with other female business owners in my community. So I'm really tightly, I guess, connected with other female business owners in our community that some of them are Instagram um, influencers. So some of my friends have over 30,000 followers. One of them has a car that she, um, that she drives every single month because she's an influencer for a dealership in town. Um, so they are getting connected in all different ways. And thankfully a lot, all of them really come in as patients and they will just naturally put on their stories and tag us. And we started to see, um, how many patients were coming in because of this. And then we started to make connections with, I hired, um, last February, I hired a PR person to help with, we do wine, women and wellness every February, right after Valentine's day. And it's big. I mean, it is big. We had 150 people last year, women at it. And, um, it's a great night for us. But what we added last year was with this PR person, she connected with different influencers in the area. And then also like radio show hosts and, um, different media companies. And we had a separate VIP section with like, we gave them a zip drive with, um, all the information for PR. We had our own hashtag for them. Um, and like big promo bags and all of that sort of stuff. Their own VIP section with fuller services, free gifts, that sort of stuff. Um, but I guess that's how it kind of started with starting to realize like how many new patients you can get from influencers on Instagram. Now, if you're like, I just taught in Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, and some of these women have practices in towns of like 3000. So I realized this might not be as beneficial for some of those towns. Um, but there's also different things you can take away from this for, or different collaborations you can make in town with other business owners mm -hmm. too. Um, collaborations with business owners. So not talking Instagram, but kind of, cause it's still with social media. We will do different giveaways. So our last one was with, we don't do them too often, but our last one was with, um, a, a nail salon in town and a clean beauty company and a sandwich shop and where they have beer and micro brews and all that sort of stuff. And then, um, fitness festival. So we gave away, um, we gave away, I think, our new patient special. So I never give away an adjustment, just so you know. I never have. I don't. Um, we'll talk about that in simplicity of systems. But um, even with our influencers, we're not giving it away. They are paying for care, too. Um, but we will have them sign contracts when they come in as influencers to um, what they're committing to as well for promotions for us. And we'll do giveaways for them with, like, we have camping mugs and T-shirts and CBD face masks and all that sort of stuff that we'll do giveaways for. Um, but when we collab with other businesses in town, that's when we'll do a big giveaway where they're giving away a facial and a nail manicure or whatnot, um, fitness festival tickets and beer and a entree. Um, and so we will have, essentially people will get entered to win by tagging three of their friends and they have to like all of our businesses pages. 
And so we gain more followers on our Instagram. They're all local because it's a local restaurant. It's a local fitness festival. It's a local salon. Um, and we're able to build our list that way too. So that's a great way to collaborate with other businesses in town and still make sure you're hitting at least your area, but ideally like the demographics and target market that you're looking for. And then with influencers, you can actually do, um, you can search hashtags that align with your practice or your ideal patient. So like with us, it's like natural mamas or um, like, it just depends if it's, I, I actually hired someone to do all of our hashtag research of which it's mostly moms, natural moms, crafty moms. Um, there's a couple that are into certain supplements, um, beauty, fitness, that sort of stuff. So kind of what aligns there, um, home decor, and then start following those hashtags. And there's some more hashtag work you can do around that. But with micro influencers, you can reach out to them and they can actually show you who their followers are, their engagement rate. So if they are usually like over 10,000, they might actually already have a social media package they'll give you. Mm. And ideally, if you can give something away to their followers and then give something to that influencer too, or ideally they become a patient, um, you can start to build your practice that way too. How cool is that? That's Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, because, you know, I... So I went to Cairo Sushi some BDC summer camp and uh, there was a guy, I forget his name, but he talked all about Instagram and how people can start using hashtags, you know, because it's SEO, it's search engine optimization for Instagram and how you can start searching all this stuff. And it was super cool to hear about how, you know, social media is really impacting um, people's practices and how powerful it can be. And this is a definitely a, a brand new strategy to, to me and understanding like more and more of how you can reach out locally. And I think that's really big because I think a lot of us sit back and we, we look at this grand scheme of things, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, how do I get so-and-so with 200 or 500,000 followers to, to promote or share something of mine, you know? And it's like, yeah. that's not who we should be after, right? Yeah. It, it should be not necessarily after, but that's not who we should be involved with. Um, we should be involved with, like you said, the people who have like five to th five to 30,000 followers right. was best for you guys. Um, but you said anywhere between 1000 and a hundred thousand. So you got to kind of find, figure out what works best for you. Um, and so I think that's really, really cool. And the fact that you're, you're utilizing their efforts and their techniques to go out and do community outreach and then using your smarts to say, Hey, help us get our name out there, right? Our face and our brand out there. I think that's genius. I think it's absolutely awesome. I'm so glad you shared that with us. It's, and it's something you can start doing as a student too. Like right. if you know what community you're going to be in, like, add those, those businesses that align with you, with the chiropractic lifestyle, with your ideal patient that you're thinking of at this moment, mm -hmm. and start following them, start liking their posts, start engaging on their posts start engaging on their stories. So stories is really where it's at too, because you can start pulling your patients. If you have if you're like, Hey, we want to host a party Would this date or this date be better. Or, Hey, we're going to celebrate in the office. We're thinking this food, this food, or this food. And like just getting them, you know, does anyone know a good, like we have a local artist wall um, display in our office. And so when we flip over 
to different artists, you know, just who do you know that's local that you'd like to see their art displayed or on sale in our office. Um, so like engagement in honestly any sort of way on Instagram is, is awesome. And then our influencers. So you definitely want to make sure they're not like bot followers. I heard that Instagram, um, is going to be taking that away. Like pretty soon you'll just see all of a sudden all these followers drop off. And then also they're going to take away like the like button. So you can still see who likes your stuff, but other people can't see how many likes you have. Yeah. I've heard that. Uh, Yep. Yeah. So stories and even Facebook stories, I can't believe how much more engagement is happening on Facebook because of the Facebook stories that just come from your Instagram anyways. Mm-hmm. And then being able to share when your patients are in and they start to see it's cool to put you on their story, then you can just share their posts too. Yep. Um, so there's so much engagement that can happen there, but I think there's a lot of involvement you can do now before you join a practice, open a practice or join a community to really get get engaged now and get connected yeah for sure i absolutely absolutely love it um that was awesome i'm gonna go back and listen to that over and over again because i i gotta i i have to start you know implementing some of this for my future practice right so that's that's the exact thing it's like i watch all of these again because i'm like i i have to know this stuff right this is this is gold these are these are gold i wouldn't even call them nuggets nuggets is too small these are like gold i don't even know what is bigger than gold cars i don't know what what's bigger than uh nuggets um gold potatoes maybe i don't know i potatoes on my mind um so let's go on to uh systems let's jump into systems systems efficiency and effectiveness i want i want you to talk about you said you mentioned uh briefly in in the description we shared on facebook our social post um how to lay your head down at night and know you have a business with integrity and value so that this topic clearly means something to you so talk to us about why that's so important for chiropractors to to be able to lay their head down and say I'm at ease with with what happened today and my business yeah and I think that's something you know integrity is one of my core values personally and one of impact chiropractic's core values and so everything I do say I want it to be with integrity. I want it to be completely truthful. Like I'm the type of person I don't have time for someone who tells white lies or, um, and that's why like for me coming out of school, I just knew a cash practice was simple, clean, um, just everything that I listened to Ryan Bones actually interview with you and he was in insurance and I was like, oh my God, like the whole headache he was talking about. I'm like, it's not worth it. Like it's not, you're going to have haters, you're going to have patients who will never choose chiropractic again because of the insurance issues they had at your office. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth, you know? And so to be able, like when I said, lay your head down at night and know that what you've done has been with integrity and value is like, is really important to be able to go home and just know, like, I don't need to sit there and stress. And I didn't have any issues within the office and everything, all of our notes are done. Like, I, I can't believe how many people are doing notes weeks later or whatnot. Um, so coming up with systems that allow you to have your notes done right away. Um, and obviously a lot of them come down to technology. Um, but I do want to touch specifically on financials because this is kind of a tricky topic because you'll, you know, we have like different speakers, um, on stage within the chiropractic profession, especially when you're at more vitalistic events. And then, you know, you start to work for those doctors or you start to get, um, relationships with those doctors and you almost see like behind that black curtain and or you have patients or practice members that come from those practices and they're like oh well I was paying 27 dollars for an adjustment at doctor so-and-so's and And I'm like 
what the F? <laughs> what, like, I, I cannot believe how many hardships are given out, how many like different numbers that you're, that doctors are charging for their care. You know, like, I don't even know how you keep track of that, honestly. Um, when I was seeing a practice, in that practice, it was like, they were in network with one insurance company, but still sometimes they'd come out of the doctor's report and be like, this person owes this much. And I'm like, where did that number come from? Like, if you can't have balanced books and be able to, if a patient calls that day, give them an answer of where they're at in their care plan or whatever it might be. Um, if someone asks for a refund, because that does happen, you know, knowing exactly where they're at and um, what you need to do with that is so important. And that's really like, it comes down to being a good business owner and being professional. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's everyone pays for the adjustment. Everyone, everyone's on a care plan. Um, I shouldn't say that we will allow pay per visit, but it's significantly higher pricing. Um, but it's not multiple different amounts for each person. Right. It's one price. And then there's a family, second family member discount and a third family member discount. And that's it. So it's very, very simple bookkeeping. Um, if we were ever audited, which I don't see that happening when you're not in network with insurance, but if we ever were, I know that everything's completely clean. Mm -hmm. Having an escrow account, like that's really important in certain states so that if you have people doing prepays that you're not spending that money before they've used those services. And that's something that I, back in Minnesota, a lot of doctors got caught on and um, ended up, I don't know if it was like board complaints because of it or what it was. Um, but that's really important. Um, yeah, just the multiple prices and like the boost adjustments for $10 or seeing kids for free, like all of that, like people are going to pay full price. That's all I can say. And um, if they're shopping around for the cheapest, like they probably aren't your ideal patient or practice member. Um, and then creating systems like I've had when I was interviewing doctors over the summer, I had a couple of doctors come in who wanted to work here. And they observed and they were like, do your CAs have to do anything? Like besides talk to the patients and hold babies and that sort of stuff? Because our systems are so solid that everyone's on a care plan. Everyone has monthly payments or a painful. Um, if they are pay per visit, which I said is like significantly higher, like our people who travel for work and are only here you know, seasonally or whatever it might be, saving their credit cards on files so that once they walk in, you just auto run it. So it's never that like cash in hand over the counter or swiping a card or anything like that. And then, like I said, a lot of it comes down to different systems that you have. So an electronic health system that is accurate, that you have your macro set up, that you have swipe cards, um, that your patients know exactly what to do because you've toured them and you've had a concierge take them around the clinic so that they know what they're doing the whole time. Um, and they're efficient when they're in there as well. So people aren't waiting around, um, texting that's been huge for us. So not just text reminders, but being able to have that two way text so that we can have authentic conversations with the patients as well too. Hmm. Um, and then content strategy tools that will systemize your business too, like with your social media, using buffer, using plan with two ends, plan a lean, um, Slack is a really great inner office communication and then having different channels on there too that can increase office morale. So we have like a hashtag warm fuzzies, which is one of our channels. So that's where we'll give like warm fuzzies to other um, team members when they did something that was, you know, something we want to celebrate or even if it's something really small too that just makes them feel warm fuzzies. <laughs> uh, and we have like gifts down there, which is fun. 
uh, to be able to like express them like we're able to text each other during shift, except obviously on the desktop too. And then shared calendars. So you mentioned like your iCalendar. We have, we all have our own Gmail accounts and then office accounts. So I can have my personal Gmail that is with the office, all of our office events, with the reminders that will go out to the right people. Podio is another great way, or Asana or Trello, some sort of office management or project management tool too. And then Cozy is a great one for me personally with my kids' schedules. And my husband's a realtor, so it's like closings and showings and all of that are at different random times, days, weekends, it doesn't matter. So he can pull up and see my office calendar, my personal calendar. I can put to-do lists in there, I can put grocery lists, I can have um, for my personal assistant, a list for her, a list for our nanny, whatever it might be, so it will auto-text them those lists of what I might need done that week or that day or whatever it is. So just having tools within your disposal that create simplicity within your office is so important. Yeah. Like I say like some of the old school stuff we kind of hang on to would be like handwritten cards, um, I like to gift when it's unexpected. So with our patients, like, um, I'm trying to think, like, I had a patient who, she made varsity, and she's a freshman, um, volleyball, so I went and ordered her, like, a nice little charm bracelet, a little volleyball, and a little, like, girl power, and all of that sort of stuff, and her her parents were falling. Her dad's, like, the, you know, thick-skinned engineer man, and he just started crying. <laughs> We had some patients who were getting married, and so I went on Etsy and bought her, like, one of those hangers that have, like, the Mrs. last name, and she took photos with it with her wedding dress hanging, like, just that sort of stuff that is individual to that patient, but mm-hmm. it's unexpected. It's just really fun to do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I couldn't agree more. I, I love it. You you dropped so much value in this podcast. I, I-, I cannot thank you enough for that. Um, I knew that you are going to be absolute fire. You're going to bring content. You're going to bring value um, to the podcast. And you did exactly that. So systems, I want to just sum it up as this. Systems make it simple. And that is, it might be difficult um, as I'm coming to find out. Like it might be a lot of work up front to get the systems in place. uh, But in the long run, my gosh, I know like every season now I have, I have like a system for the podcast. So it's like every season now it's like, I know who I know, like who I'm reaching out to. I have lists created and then I have, you know, a, a, a reach out letter or message that I send and then a response letter. Like all of that is, is system. It's not automated. I wish, but that's not, you know, possible when you're reaching out to people on or on Instagram, Facebook, email, all that stuff. So it's like everything is just kept more simple and it keeps everything organized too. So like when season four does roll around like it did tonight, it was like, okay, I know exactly who I need to call or contact. I know how, where all of those notes are for this upcoming season. And the hardest part is just getting the other person on Skype. It's like, that's literally, and, and it's not, it's not like anything against you. It's not anything against any other guest. It's not anything against, you know, anyone but it's against technology and it's like sometimes technology wants to work sometimes it doesn't and you got to just roll with the punches and so it it makes you more authentic it makes you real it makes you more um relatable if you will and so when you are able to give gifts like you were saying and and really that means something to someone right that's not just you know willy-nilly happy you know holidays or whatever yeah it's your first anniversary or your exactly exactly 
timed out where it looks, you know, cheesy. Right. And and it's not and you have time to think about those things with right. systems, right? You don't have if you don't have systems, you're at home writing notes or at the office writing notes, you're cramming a, a, a bunch of paperwork in um, last minute before, you know, you have to bill insurance or do whatever. But with systems and, and cash and all this stuff, it's easy. And then you get to care for the patient, not only, but you also get to kind of be involved in their personal lives too, which I really enjoyed you saying, because I don't, I, I, I do think there are a, a handful of docs who actually do these things. Um, and then there are those handfuls, like you said, there's that black curtain that you walk in and it's like, whoa, <laughs> this isn't what you said on stage, right? Like this isn't how, this isn't how this goes. Right. But I'm glad kudos to you, I guess, for being up there talking to us about all this stuff. I don't know. And I think that's when like, those are the people who get imposter syndrome, you know? Yes. And that's why it's nice to not have that when you know what you're doing and you know, it's hard because you don't you don't want to get an ego about it. And I've never felt like I need to come out and say like my numbers and my collections. But then when you hear other, other doctors and you're like, Whoa, you're on stage and my collections are three times yours or whatever. It's like, damn, like that's when I'm like, I do need to step up and I do need to mentor. Um, but I think as a student, so students listening, like doctors will share, we will share systems. We will share checklists. We will share that sort of stuff. Um, I was blessed. I, I used platinum, and so as a student, I was in three different clinics that had platinum software. So I knew how to use it before I got, I'm so grateful I own it. You know, it's like I own it outright. So I don't even have to worry about like I'm going out of business or whatever, but those checklists and those systems were already made. So I just modified it for our practice, but it didn't take a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and then follow up then is another thing I'd say, Johnny, you should use. Um, have you heard of follow up then? No. So like if you send an email to me, and you said you needed my bio by a week before whatever it was. And you're saying that to me two weeks ahead. You can go on to follow up then. It'll auto all the, auto put in, I don't know, all these email addresses into your account. It's super simple, the first setup. But essentially, you send it to me. And then you also will BCC one week at followupthen.com. But that will auto pop up for you. It's not like you're typing all of that. Right. Anytime you're like, oh my God, I don't want to remember that I need to go back to Dr. Elise to get her bio if I don't hear from her. Like, I don't want to plug that into my calendar. That's annoying. Because then if I do hear back from her, you know, then I don't need to even worry about that. So follow up, then we'll just shoot you an email. So a week later or three days later, you can say two hours later, whatever it is. It is so helpful. That's awesome. I will definitely definitely look into that for sure um i love new things like that when i discovered buffer i was like what this is amazing because yeah. i used to i used uh oh i hootsuite i think for a while um yeah. and then hootsuite couldn't do as much as i would like it to to do and so i kind of went and played with some other ones and and buffer seemed to be the one that i liked the most um but it, there's like you named you named like six earlier so there's there's a ton of them out there so doc before we get to closing remarks i want to thank our last sponsors here and then i want you to talk about a little bit about your job and then we'll get you off of here and we will close this episode out how's that sound that's good awesome Dr. Stu Hoffman, founder and president of Chirosecure Malpractice Insurance, is the foremost expert in both risk management and risk avoidance. Understanding the everyday challenges of today's practicing chiropractor and the current public perception of chiropractic has made Chirosecure the fastest growing malpractice insurance program of the last 28 years. 
Find out more at kairosecure.com. The IFCO is here to support you. Whether you are a chiropractic student, doctor of chiropractic, chiropractic organization, or member of the public, the International Federation of Chiropractors and Organizations is here for you. They recognize and support your right to practice and receive vertebral subluxation-centered chiropractic care and are here to ensure that right and spread access to that care throughout the world. Head to ifcochiro.org legendary for more. Be sure to give our friends over at Cairo Hustle a listen. They are bringing together some of the biggest names in the profession and learning from the greats. Cairo Hustle creates a safe space where chiropractic leaders share their stories and their passions with the world. Let's get hustling by heading to CairoHustle.com now. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Sweet. All right, Doc. Thank you so much for those watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for uh, watching this on replay, listening to this on audio podcast, whatever you might do to get the Legendary Chiropractor podcast in front of you and in your ears. So, Doc, please close us out. Tell us what students need to know, what docs need to know. And then last but not least, share a little bit about your available position. Okay. Um, well, I think everything we talked about, like all of your recaps were pretty awesome. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is knowing your core values and every system that you put in your office, every you're setting up your marketing calendar, who you're connecting with as far as your collaborations and influencers all comes down to like what aligns with you and what feels good for you and what feels, um, in integrity for you. So I think figuring out your core values is so important because it helps you make decisions in every aspect of your life, personal or professional. Um, and then, yeah, so we are hopefully bringing on another doctor at the end of the year. Um, I didn't really talk a lot about the practice, but we have a beautiful facility. I'll say that it's 4,800 square feet chandeliers, um, just modern and super cute to work in. Um, and we have currently have three female doctors and the next doctor can be any gender, any um, of anything, all inclusive, like I said, um, but we are a family practice. So we all have extensive experience in pediatrics and prenatal care. We get a lot of referrals from OBs and midwives. So pregnancy care is, is really important. Um, and then we also do corrective care for adults. So we are taking x-rays. We're doing scans on kiddos. Um, so we've got the specialization there, but then also we're really strong adjusters. So it is, um, not a tonal technique or something that's going to be simple on your body. It's something that, um, takes a lot of skill to learn how to adjust like this so that your patients do see correction on x-ray too. And then also really gentle adjustments and nervous system focused adjustments on kiddos to be able to see those results on scans and then in their lives as well. So we'd love to bring another doctor on by the end of the year and then possibly another one in the future year in 2022. Um, really great salary. It's not, you know, something where it's a low salary and then a commission or anything like that where you are, you don't know what to expect each month. Great benefits. So we do retirement. Um, we have long-term and short-term disability. So your maternity coverage is covered if you are going on a maternity um, leave. And gosh, we have other benefits on there too as well. But it's kind of nice to be able to get um, your license is paid for, your malpractice is paid for, your continuing education is paid for. Like we really try to make it um, a win-win situation overall too. 
Awesome. I absolutely love it. And if you haven't seen, just look up at Impact Chiropractic Fort Collins on Facebook, on Google, whatever. The office is immaculate. Um, you have to check it out. It's absolutely gorgeous. And um, I want to quickly give a shout out to Dr. Heather Parks, who is now working for you, which is absolutely amazing. She was a great friend here at Life University. And I know she's absolutely crushing it in your office because you've given her the opportunity to do so. So I, I appreciate you for that. And her, uh, Dr. Elise's email is at the bottom of the screen, Dr. Elise at impact-chiropractic.com. So you can email her, um, professionally reach out and say, Hey, I'm interested in this. Can I have more details? Um, yes, anything like that. But yes, uh, Dr. Elise, thank you so much for being on the show. You're absolutely amazing. Keep crushing it for chiropractic. Keep crushing it for Fort Collins, your community. And um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank you. Well, thank you for doing this. I think what you're doing is just absolutely amazing for chiropractic students and for chiropractors too, and just for connecting us with students as well and just keeping keeping the, the philosophy, but also like the business aspect of chiropractic alive, because that's important for us to be able to get out and reach more and more individuals to have their lives be changed through chiropractic care. So what you're doing is, is seriously phenomenal. So I hope you take some pride in that too. That means more than you'll ever know. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And thank you all for tuning in, watching on replay and listening on the audio podcast. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Again, I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and you're listening to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for engaging with us on all of our platforms, including, but not limited to, Facebook and Instagram, all at The Legendary Chiropractor. Be sure to check our home site out at thelegendarychiropractor.com, as we have much to offer for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field. And lastly, I'd like to thank not only you, our listener, but also our podcast sponsors. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. So I encourage you to go check out their websites and what they have to offer in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again. Stay legendary, my friends.